takes the shot, and Nasby Oudebrawi! Oudebrawi! What's up, world? You already know it's your boy Sway from MTV News, and we are back! Games 14 and 15, episode 17 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. My name is still Jonah, imploring you to follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter. The scarf buzz is growing daily, and I'm getting collect calls from payphones around the globe asking when they'll be available soon. Soon! Also joining me, people are calling him the Prince of Section 124, also a huge fan of Dawson's Creek. It's Zach. Hello. Great. Uh, joining us from the eastern outskirts of Cincinnati, Xavier Musketeer soccer legend, Nick from Soccer. Is it really true people came to your section to find you, Jenna? That is true. Don't worry, we'll touch on it. It's in my notes. I know you're listening out there. If you couldn't tell, Nick is FaceTime audioing Nana from whatever neighborhood he lives in in the boondocks. But um, not joining us today, but who was in attendance Wednesday night, Zach's friend Chad. He is very real. Today we'll cover the disastrous, earth-shattering 2-2 tie to the Bethlehem Steel. Then we quickly pivot to discuss the 4-0 thrashing of the Richmond Kickers. Folks, after Wednesday, I nearly dusted off the segment machine to bring back... Catch watch! But after Saturday, I shall let it slide. But it was a close call, Kachi. So no Kach watch, but we will check for this week's... Tickle Smash! And I can think of a few nominees. The segment Zach Invented Returns, that's right, where we pick the FCC of the week. We'll do some social media investigating for a quick FCC players. They're They're just just like like us. Maybe we'll get nostalgic and give a few words on cherished World Cup memories. We'll put that in. And we'll scrape the bottom of the barrel for some chance and call it a day. I'm excited. Nick, are you excited? Can't, Can't wait to get into it, man. Oh, wow. Zach, any words before I keep going here? No, let's just roll right along. Okay. Before we recap the games, you may have noticed we haven't had any sponsors the last couple episodes, but we are open to suggestions, so hit us up. And also last week, I attempted to shout out a, quote, dude on Twitter, quote, for pointing out a Deckle Smash to us, but it must be said, he's so much more than a dude on Twitter. On Discord, he's known as Buzz. On Twitter, he's 3DEF, T-H-R-E-E-D-E-F, and he's quickly turned into the meme master. He's 90% of the quality FCC memes at the moment, so check out his portfolio on Twitter, whatever you want to call it, if you haven't already. Shout out to you. And since I'm shouting out the world, shout out to the Orange and Blue Press, because whenever I need to refresh my brain for these games, I use your read caps. I'm not using them illegally. I just use it to refresh. Keep up the good work. Finally, let's get back, way back, Wednesday, for the first part of our recap. 2-2 tie to the Bethlehem Steel. If it wasn't for Saturday, I'd still be pulsating with rage, but um, according to some of you Twitter non-warriors, we're not allowed to be upset. Well, guess what? I was upset, and I am upset, but I'm not upset. Yeah, for the Steel game, we had Welshman up top, Jimmy, Nazmi, Ciceroni, another USL match, Corbin Bone, Kenny Walker, Kenny Walker, we'll be talking a lot about you, buddy, Blake Smith, Deckel Kanon, Sem DeWitt, what? USL, Boehner, and Newton uh, started off in the 29th minute with a goal for Bethlehem Steel, and um, also early on, 36th minute after that goal, he must have been so pissed he tore his scrotum. Uh, Deckel went off injured. Second half... 
we'll touch on it a little bit, but there was a hilarious red card. So we went up a man, followed by a Nazmi goal, then quickly followed up with a Ciceroni goal, and I thought we were going to blow the doors off him. But no, we immediately give up a goal to Bethlehem. They tied it up 2-2, and that's how it ended. How about you, Zach? What did you think about this 2-2 draw from hell? Um, yeah, I was upset about it. The first thing I thought is we got to bring back Koch Watch. I think everyone in the stadium was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shit I wrote down was, one, Kenny Walker was giving it to Nazmi multiple times during the game, and it really annoyed me because Kenny's performance in that game was maybe the worst from any player, any season in our team's history. Mm. I don't remember ever being so aggravated watching someone. He was just, he was awful. He was absolutely terrible. Projecting <clears throat> Nazmi. Yeah, he must have been projecting. And I, I love Kenny, but... God damn. Um, he kept, I was telling Nick at the game last night, I kept watching Kenny like plant his feet on the ground when he had a player running at him with the ball and like getting set and then just standing still and getting burned. He was giving the ball away. And I'm sure everyone has noticed his dead balls are horrendous anymore. He's got to be relieved of that duty. When uh, Ledesma's on the field, he takes most of them. But like, yeah, Kenny's corners, Kenny's free kicks, he can't get the ball in the air for some reason. Um, it felt familiar. Felt like me. An yeah. indoor game. Uh, yeah, but he was really bad. And um, who's I don't know his name. Big number eight for Bethlehem. I know he's on a MLS contract. He just ripped us apart. His slow mo jukes were working all too efficiently. Nick, what were your thoughts after that disastrous two two tie? Yeah, I don't I don't know what Walker's deal is. I don't know if he's like doing dance dance revolution like marathons before the games or something. Because <laughs> definitely it. <laughs> the last two games, he just. He just looks like he's gassed, almost aimless at times, which is something that's really surprising coming from him. Um, so, yeah, I uh, definitely agree that he has just been in a funk here lately. Also, the other negative thing with that game is... Pour it on. You know, well, you know, it's just... Pour it on! When, when you go up a man, you know, you're up a goal, it's just you have to hold on to that. You have to win that game. I mean, you, you can't let that slide at home like that. Now, granted, they've kind of balanced it out a little bit with some of the road wins this season so far, but you just have to come through. Yeah, I want to say a 2-2 draw is not, it's not the end of the world, but it kind of upset me. One, I didn't like the subs. Lasso was obviously out of necessity. That's fine. But then you make a sub uh, like for like, striker for striker, and I thought that was weird. I think at that point, we could have played with both of them, Welshman and Kooning up top. I do know, I know we scored after that, but I still thought that was weird. And then we didn't use our third sub, which I thought was extra weird. And what bugged me the most about the game was in Kacha's post game, he seemed pretty satisfied with the result, which is a game that we gave away. And two, like he just kept making excuses for it. It's like, well, you know, Bethlehem, they had multiple players on MLS contracts, so, and probably more that'll get an MLS contract, so. I think we did pretty good. It's like, no, you can't. They're a team in our league. You have to expect to beat every team in our league. And down a man. Yeah, and they're down a man. And we're up a goal. I could think off the top of my head at least a few guys who definitely could have used a sub. Ciceroni gave his all out there. He had a great game. Much love for Russell Ciceroni. But by the end, he was completely gassed, understandably, because he'd spent most of the game sprinting, but there was a few balls at the end where he was just like kind of desperately trying to get up for him. He couldn't really do it. We already said our piece about Kenny Walker, who we love, but uh, looked like he was 46 years old out there. 
you telling yeah. me Lahoud couldn't have helped by coming in? The yeah. fact that he didn't use that third sub just became egregious when we were gassed and we we're up a man. So there was really no excuse. And I, I don't know if any, um, anybody asked him about it, but I didn't, I didn't hear anything about it. It just didn't make any sense. Nick, you didn't say this, but I kind of got the vibe that this was the pride night. And this is kind of a big step backwards for equal rights in this country, <laughs> them blowing this game. Do you want to expand on that? Uh, I think you I think you covered it. <laughs> no, no. For all you listening out there, that is uh, the complete opposite of truth. <laughs> Go ahead and cut that out. Um, the part where you deny it. It was an exciting game, honestly, but did not turn out in our favor. Yeah, I mean, just in regards to Russell Cicerone that you touched on. Yeah, I absolutely love seeing him making runs at people out there. I know you guys have covered this in some previous podcasts podcast and I totally agree with the sentiment when you're playing such a like a structured system where you know people are getting in the correct positions and we're moving a ball around sometimes that can seem kind of stagnant and I think it's important to have guys like Cicerone they'll get a ball and just take someone on one on one it kind of throws everything off balance and kind of makes the defense reset so yeah I absolutely agree I think he's a was a huge asset in that game and he has been here recently plus it's the USL you know, there's always a chance you're going to beat the guy. They're not all world-class defenders, so take a chance. I wish more people would take some chances that he does. Well, Koch would have you believe that Bethlehem Steel is all world-class. In the 51st minute, Jimmy gets clipped and taken down. A yellow card offense. Jimmy gets up angry. Mad Jimmy. Kind of throws the ball towards the guy. And the guy gets up and goes kind of over and after him. Puts his hands on his face. The ref does not call the second yellow. But then he goes over to Nazmi, and they kind of go head-to-head gently. And Nazmi, um, God bless him, he really sold it. <laughs> I, I saw the guy, like, lean into him, but it was not really a headbutt. But Nazmi goes flying. That guy gets his second yellow. Gets the red card, and it was a hilarious sequence of events. Nick, you were a little closer over there in 124. Take us through it. Yeah, I was watching from home. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I, nothing looked too terrible to me. That's just my opinion. There was a situation with the fans kind of getting behind it. All the animation that was occurring on the sidelines that, uh, you know, the ref decided to make that decision. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. They were weak, but it was idiotic of the guy to risk it on a yellow to put his hands on somebody's face in front of the opposing team bench. So that's why I didn't feel bad about it because, like, it was just dumb. What was also dumb, I don't know how Jimmy didn't get a yellow. Yeah, he got fouled from behind me. He, he did. He threw the ball at the guy. Jimmy needs to get a yellow there, too. Then Jimmy cowers and lets Forrest Lasso come <laughs> protect him. He just looked like, hey, wouldn't you let Forrest Lasso protect you? But yeah, like Nick said, big step back for equal rights. Upsetting game. <laughs> um, <laughs> at halftime, two KLR fans came up looking for that little touch of magic in the stands, and they found it. I don't think they realized that Zach was sitting next to me. Or no, they... and I wasn't going to out myself either. <laughs> um, did not seem to care if Nick was there. We pointed out Chad, who was sitting with us. They still did not believe it, but Chad was definitely there. So that was exciting. Um, well, shout you out know, to you after, guys. After the Jeff Birding, uh, Lord and Savior comment, I don't think anyone really cares to encounter me. <laughs> yes, you're the only one who said anything ridiculous. <laughs> you're a hero to the West End. <laughs> It's only been amazing comments from me. But yeah, so that ended 2-2, and the people were upset, the people of the world. But uh, luckily, quick turnaround, because yesterday for us, uh, two days ago for you listeners, we played the dreaded Richmond Kickers, and it was a completely different story all around. Um, for this game, we were back to the way I like it. Ledesma, done with his suspension, started up top with 
Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. He had Nazmi, Corbin Bone, Michael LaHood making a necessary replacement of Kenny Walker, Richie Ryan, uh, Blake Smith, Deckel Kanon, Patty Barrett, Hoyt and Newton. Got started off in the eighth minute. Emmanuel Ledesma, don't call it a cross with a wicked goal. I, I saw it hit the back of the net. Luckily, our friend showed up. Uh, I know you're listening out there, John Habel. Showed up exactly when that goal was going in and was trying to find his spot. So everyone in our section was paying attention to him. And then I actually sat with Nick this game finally. Mm. And we're both yelling like, there's no one to fucking cross it to. He looks up, sees there's no one to cross it to. And it's like, fuck it. I'm going to blast this in. And Charlie Hatch, <laughs> I see your tweet and you're saying like, ah, I'm pretty sure that was a cross. And like, you know, Ledesma stops, looks up. There's no one in the middle. So he says, fuck it. And that's why he blasts it. He's not going to cross the ball like that. That ball's knuckling and dipping. No one's going to head that shit. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Charlie Hatch. Nick, what did you see from 124? Talk to me. Yeah, no, he hit a line drive. That was that was all intent, man. There's no doubt about it. Like, seriously, like what Zach said, just watching, and there's no one making a far post run, and he literally had nothing. So, yeah, that was all intent. I've never seen anyone hit a cross like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even turn him 20 degrees to the right so the ball lands where a cross would go, it doesn't make any sense as a cross. For the cross, you you know, you kind of curve it around. This one kind of went straight up and down with minimal side to side. It would have been a terrible cross. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, now it would have been great. But it was a beautiful goal. I believe he meant it. And uh, good for him. Mm-hmm. First voice crack of the game. I saw he brought his two adorable kids out for the walkout. I'm sure they were in dreamland. They were. They're actually... Three rows ahead of me and Nick and looked like his oldest son was really feeling it. Some fist bumps. And, uh, made would've, me happy. Yeah, definitely would have been a good game for Ledesma's son. Didn't hear it. So, guys, let's just skip right ahead. We're doing great. We're passing the ball. Blah, blah, blah. Actually, between the first and second goal, it was a little blase. You know, I wasn't worried about Richmond doing anything, but I was kind of fading in and out of the game because nothing exciting was happening. But in the 36th minute, Nas has it outside the box, has a little bit of time. I'm assuming he heard me. I yell it pretty often, but I'm going to go ahead and say I'm omniscient. I yelled, have one! And he did. Nasmi has one from way outside, curls it into the left corner. The goalie, he might have had a chance, but had no chance. And uh, we're up to nothing, and Nazmi is becoming just the king of outside-the-box goals. That's beautiful, Zach. It was a great goal. In comparison to the first one, it might as well be garbage, but <laughs> it was really a great goal. Um, wow. It was a little blasé leading up to that. Me and Nick were talking about it during the game. We, we were keeping the ball away from them, and it's 90 degrees. And I was just thinking, like, this is perfect because Richmond was just getting gassed that whole next half hour chasing the ball around. It might be boring to watch, but it definitely was worthwhile to just play some keep away for a little while. Pat Brennan tweeted out, mm, look like a cross from Nazmi to me. Hey, Nick, cross or shot from Nazmi? Obviously, it's a cross. I mean, true, 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 true. Uh, with the assist, but you know, a blind dog could have assisted that. That was all Nazmi. And then uh, after halftime, guys, did you see the halftime show this week? It was out of control. We had a penalty shootout. Moving right along, 60th minute. No, actually, I, oh, I don't want to move there. right along. Did you see Sprinkles make the save and make the little kid cry? I heard the reaction. I was kind of zoned out, but... Why is that son of a bitch always <laughs> thinking about himself? Um, honestly, on a day like that, in that suit, he could have been delirious. <laughs> he probably saw like a dragon coming at him, and he just tried to defend himself. There's always a Sprinkles apologist. I'm Sprinkles. 
it's time that cat's out of the bag. Come find me. I'm Sprinkles. He's a real donut hole. <laughs> oh, oh, classic Nick. Nick over the phone. Um, I was imagining they could, there's some way they could make an actual like hold donut, like a donut with a hole. You know, the magician box where they cut you in half and you kind of like tuck your legs like you kind of would be. <laughs> be. <laughs> Imagine using your arms and like making an arch sideways. You could be so in a suit like, like that and like have so there's actually a hole in it. Do you talk about let's get back to the 60th minute? <laughs> <laughs> so like they could try to kick it through the hole in the donut. 60th minute, Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Like, I guess he was on side. I didn't see him. By the time I looked to my right, he was 20 yards ahead of, with the ball. He waited. He waited. He waited. Braveheart style. Then finally, after holding, he put it in to the right of the goalie for another goal. Another Ronaldo celebration. Nobody was happier for him than uh, Ledesma. They seem like BFF forever. Yeah, it seems like Ledesma is Koenig's motivational trainer. And you, you'll see it on the internet sometimes, yeah, too. Well, I knew if you just kept working at it, Danny, that you'd get your goal. <laughs> Except with an accent that I will not attempt. Yeah, the ball from Hoyt, though, was perfect. Couldn't have been better. Uh, He ended up with two assists. The second came seven minutes later. Uh, Yeah, I remember what happened in the 67th minute. (laughs) From pretty far range out, Ledesma curls one in the corner. Uh, Nick couldn't remember what happened. But it was a beautiful goal. And uh, if their backs, their spirits weren't broken already, Richmond, they were really really feeling it. the word came in from the Bailey via telegraph that they were really giving it to that goalie, and um, they broke his spirits pretty hard. I saw him yelling at some of his players, and they just seemed really sad and dejected, and uh, they probably should have because we really put it on them, and that's what I expect from our team now. Richmond was, they provided nothing. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I know, I mean, we were good, but they were bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a perfect storm. Yeah, it had it had a similar feel to that North Carolina game for me. Like we came out, we could smell the blood. We were playing the ball very well. We had all the confidence in the world, and it just really boils down to that everyone kind of knew we were the better team in both situations, even the players. That's the way it should be. That's what I was imagining at the beginning that we were going to be just destroying all but like maybe three of these teams. So, um, so yeah, the game ended for nothing. Everyone goes home happy. Koch saves his job for this week. I just want to say one thing. My only, the only downside of the game would be, um, I wish Welshman could have gotten a goal. When he came on, he had some opportunities where, uh, like I told Nick, he seemed to do everything right. He took on one defender and just like skinned him and then let loose with his left foot and got saved. He had another one saved also. And Ledesma <laughs> blew in at the end. Yeah, which he could have played in Welshman if he wanted to. I don't blame him for going for his hat trick. Well, before I forget, let's do, before we do the man of the week, let's do this week's. Smash. And that came in the 80th minute. Emery Welshman running full speed for a ball against a Richmond guy who is basically static and in place. Well, Welshman did not stop himself in time. I don't blame him, you know? He's just trying to get to the ball, but he trucks straight into this dude, gets himself a yellow card. A beautiful moment, a moment Deckel would have approved of himself. And that, for me, was this week's. Any other moments from the Wednesday or Saturday that stuck out to either of you guys that were worthy? Last night, that's actually a new segment. It's called Koenig's Subtle Subtle Bumps. Nailed it. First time. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. When the the Richmond keeper is clearing out the box and everyone's out of the way, moving up field, Koenig's the last guy trailing in the back and just walks right into the keeper. Looks like a banana. And he got really (laughs) annoyed. And... 
Me and Zach, we asked each other if we thought that Koenig did that on purpose. But the reality is we both know he did. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't make it easy to play against, too. We he's, he's shown many times he's a pretty physical striker. Yeah, he's got it. He's a real fucking nuisance. And uh, he's got a temper on him, too. I remember, I mean, last year, I remember thinking, like, man, our pair of strikers have to be the most annoying to play against in the league with GB and Kooning up there. But, yeah, I mean, I like him a lot, but that was definitely, he's just being a little asshole. Do you think Subtle Bumps is going to be a new hit segment? That could be every player, every game who is <laughs> Subtle Bumps, but uh, that'll be, yeah, if you're here, Nick, Subtle Bumps. So that's a reason for you to show your face or your voice. Uh, I can't wait to come up with the effect for that. Subtle Bumps. Um, <laughs> that brings us to this week's FCC Man. of the week. Um, I feel like Ledesma's the easy, obvious choice. So I'll take the easy choice and say Ledesma for me. So Nick, that frees you up to really go in any direction. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so blasphemous to say anyone else, really, to be honest. The guy had two incredible goals and he was just, you know, running his ass off. I mean, I told Zach a couple of times, like, he really wants this. Like, he could tell, like, he was 100% while he was in there and just gassed himself and produced two amazing goals almost three at the very end i'm gonna have to be a coward and go with ledesma as well that's two out of three zach uh this week i will give you the power to do a super double vote so you have the power to tie this up who's your man of the week (laughs) one time only Um, you know it has to be him but i will say (laughs) this is i don't mean to have like a hipster take here but richie ryan being back in the team you can see how helpful he is. He's like a quiet, steady, whatever. And he had some bad games his last couple games, but I thought last night was back to like the beginning of the season where he kept saying like, man, Richie Ryan is just like steady. You don't, he kind of goes unnoticed, but he's always just like keeping the ball moving. He had an amazing tackle last night when I yelled out, Paul Scholes! <laughs> from the back into the middle. Um, and you can see when he's on his game, how much it helps the team. So I'm going to shout him out too. Corbin Bone was also, I like, everyone was good last night, um, but Ledesma having, you know, he missed the Open Cup and then he missed uh, Wednesday and you realize how much we really need him in the team. Yeah, a couple weeks ago I said, Manuel Ledesma, best player in the USL, and Zach was like, well, maybe on the East. Well, I don't now know. Your, hey, <laughs> no, know now, no way. We're not here to know fucking everything. That's for other people. We're here to know what we know. Here's your chance. Is he the best in the USL? Yeah, I'll take Ledesma over anybody. Let, right, me just state, let me just state for the record that at the beginning of the season, I created a uh, Facebook uh, Bailey Page post. I said that Ledesma was going to be our top scorer at the end of the season. So I just want to make sure that that was public record. I did spell it L-E-D. I did spell it L-E-D-S-M-A and got made fun of for that because I forgot an E. But regardless, Idiot. everyone knows who I meant. So Ledesma, stop by my house, Mount Airy, to get your $50 gift card from James the Jeweler. Tell him KLR sent you. You'll get an extra 5% off. 5% off a gift card? Yeah, you idiots. That's how it works. Isn't it James Free Jewelers? They, they have nothing in common. This is a different place. <laughs> it's a totally different store. Wow, what a week, everybody. You know, one second I'm putting flaming bags of poo on Kasha's doorstep. The next I'm praising him like the god that he is. Just, it's a roller coaster and I'm enjoying the ride. It really is. One thing I wanted to talk about was... <laughs> um, <laughs> On Wednesday, Bethlehem. Bethlehem Steel. Man, their coach, what a douche. He looked <laughs> like he was trying to dress like Koch, but like couldn't really pull it off. I think he must have, he had an ill-fitting suit on. Koch last night looked like a Mighty Ducks 2, Gordon Bombay. Yeah. 
Do you think his players said, you've changed at halftime? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he was sweating his fucking balls off in that thing. Yeah, someone made a tweet about it, and he said, I love the heat. <laughs> South Africa. Coach Gotch Cave of Swamp Ass. Holy shit, guys. You know what I forgot? If you're joining us, Jesus Christ, how dare I? If you've made it this far, you are officially in the John Hart's Cave of Wonders. And um, if you haven't listened to American Fiasco, the podcast about the 1998 World Cup team, and there's some good Hark stuff in there. You hear all about the possible affair and all, all that good stuff. Pretty entertaining. So that brings us to this week's FCC players. They're just just like like us. Nick, this is your favorite segment. Everyone's been talking about it. Have you been keeping up with FCC players social media this week? No, not really, but I did see Sam DeWitt. I did see Sam DeWitt in the stands last night and Zach made a comment, something like, yeah, only he would wear that shirt. Um, he's got some kind of him and the I forget the other guys have a like sponsorship deal with some local Patty him and Patty yeah some local outfitter and um, I guess what they're getting their gear on yeah it's a lot of um, white and really pastel colored spants it's Euro you know he's playing it's very the role Euro really well, yeah. yeah a lot of bare ankles um, one thing I did see that I immediately took note of uh, Forrest Lasso Jimmy and Danny Koenig Danny Koenig we're all eating at is it Sean or Shan? Shan? Sean. Sean Indian restaurant. God, would love to be a fly on the wall for that one. There They're, probably was a few. <laughs> but um, they're probably learning, or Jimmy's telling them that, you know, since he's pretty good at the Indian, you wouldn't expect it, would you, Forrest and Danny? That gives me an opportunity to ask you guys, Nick, for all the listeners out there, big Indian fans, you want to pick your favorite hot spot? Yeah, going to go go ahead with the uh, Royal Taj over here in Henderson Center. Mm. It's too far for me to even yeah. think about going to. Actually, I think I have been there once when I was over on that side one time. The Vindaloo was strong. Actually, the ones, the one here, I think, is actually called Taj Mahal, but Royal Taj is real close to that area. So I just thought I would clarify that because I know everyone's going to be running out to that restaurant yeah, they're, now they're that I've mentioned. Programming their Google Maps right now. Uh, what's your go-to? Uh, what's your go-to dish? Who, me? Yeah, fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Zach? <laughs> What's your go-to dish? Okay, people are I listening. Think, I think it's I think it's pronounced alo alu Chloe, Choli Choli. You saying alu Choli? Have you ever had Indian alu- food before? <laughs> I'm sorry, I yeah. just asked you. <laughs> no, no, I've had Indian food before, but they didn't provide like English instructions for all the. Yes, the alu Choli would be potatoes with chickpeas. That's correct, and it's delicious. <laughs> Um, Zach, restaurant? I know you kind of hit here and there. I do hit here and there. I do eat a lot of Indian food. Our go-to right now has been the Grill of India on Ludlow, which used to be, for my whole lifetime, Amal India, which we used to fill the lunch buffet every Sunday with about 20 to 25 punk rockers. Always a good time. But they have been bought by the Grill of India, which I like to go to because they have dinner buffet, not just lunch buffet. And I will also shout out Ama's Kitchen because they have all vegan lunch buffet on Wednesdays. That's Southern Indian. So it's going to be a little mm, different. What? Keep that in mind what? when you go out there. But on Wednesdays, all vegan lunch buffet. My go-to dish. I do an alu choli also. Mm. I also like a... Uh, they can make me a vegan malikopta. I'll get that. Malikopta, malikopta. Um, everyone knows me, and I'm a one-dish guy. It's Vindaloo, only Vindaloo. Uh, my number one is Swad. 
keeping it real up there in Northern College Hill. It was the people who used to be Douche Mesh. They moved up there and then Douche Mesh started switching up their recipes, squirting extra limes in the Vindaloo, pissing me off. They are solid though. Not them, um, Swad. Grill of India is also a solid, similar to Swad, Vindaloo. Yeah. And a new place, um, Peaceful India. <laughs> It's not anything close to that. But it used to be uh, Wild Mike's, Mad Mike's. What's the place that has wings? Some it's booth. Wild Mike's. Yeah. It's Wild Mike's, and I'm still going to pronounce it Alu, Chloe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, get yourself a Vindaloo. Spice number six. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, give a plus one to Swad, because if you are animal friendly, like I am sometimes, Nick usually is, uh... I'll give you the old coconut milk in your dishes, which honestly tastes better. And anything but uh, Ambar. That's too posh. It's for the rich white folk. I'd stay away from Their Ambar. Their Vindaloo is too watered down. Look like toilet water. Nick, you had some final thoughts before I moved on? No, I had time to think about it, and it really wasn't funny. So, no. <laughs> Has that ever stopped you before? <laughs> Touche. Les Mis. I just listened to that one. I'm never going to forget. <laughs> What was that idea about building that thing on uh, halftime you're talking about? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. You just need to see my drawings to know what I'm talking about. My other dude, just like us, <laughs> Michael LaHood, really pushing these fucking watches. Listen, LaHood, I don't know who you think you are, but if you think you're going to get me to buy a pricey watch, you are correct. Shout out to Michael LaHood for getting himself a boss watch deal. And if he's pushing those for free, What's your deal? <laughs> oh, you're getting paid for that. Zach, um, we know Nick doesn't. Any other uh, social media you noticed this week, or shall I move right along? No, Nas just being Nas. He, uh, he had a post with three Harry Potter books. Nice. I don't know. Special editions or what. This guy fucking loves Harry Potter. Can't get yeah. enough. I was told I have not had... Don't shoot me. Have not had a chance to double check it. I was told on Twitter. I want to get this person's name because Amelia Wolf, also known as at Climb Potato, if you're listening, she tweeted at us. I want to get this right. How about a for their just like us segment? Patty Barrett's inappropriate Twitter likes involving naked breasts everywhere that everyone who follows him can see. He doesn't care. He's a man about <laughs> town. Wow, he's got a girl. But uh, hell yeah, I'm going to check that out. So apparently Patty Bard is not afraid to hit the like on a, a pair of boobs. Does he not realize that you can see people's likes? When Spencer Ritchie got his uh, Twitter profile hacked, they were like, whoever it was was posting like all this stuff about like a Dama Matrix or whatever. <laughs> I'm and laughing because he definitely said Dama Matrix. Dama but, Matrix uh, yeah. What's crazy is um, every time my wife finds porn on my computer it's right after i got hacked too <laughs> it just always lines up like that i'm just kidding um if you want to forward me some of these patty barrett likes for the sake of the podcast i will investigate moving right along great great segment uh for this week's potpourri well it's just real fast you know we don't have to take too long world cup's going on usa if you didn't know they are not in it but it doesn't mean it's still not exciting. The event the world loves the most. I was thinking about some of our favorite World Cup memories. Are there any things that, besides like, you know, an obvious like Donovan's goal against Algeria, how about you, Nick? Anything that really stands out? Yeah, I mean, I think Portugal, Spain is the, the benchmark. That's the standard everyone should be aspiring to. The game was one of the best World Cup games I've ever watched. And that's like pretty incredible for the fact that it was a opening round match. Ronaldo's free kick. I'm more of a messy guy, but... I got to hand it to him, man. That was 
that was world class. That was just absolutely amazing. I don't care what people say. I think Ronaldo's good. Uh, <laughs> Nick, clearly a slave to the moment, picking a game from yesterday as the greatest World Cup memory. Um, I, it was a pool day for me, so I came in at about the 66th minute, looked at my phone, and see people saying, this is the greatest game ever. And I was like, whoops. Who would have thought? <laughs> Spain and Portugal. Uh, it was a great game. For me, a moment that I rewatch a lot on YouTube for really no reason is Dempsey's goal against Ghana. Good ball in. It's Dempsey. Goal. Brilliant. Clint Dempsey. Two World Cups ago. God, was that? Tell me that wasn't three World Cups ago. Was that three World Cups ago? Uh, the pass from um, Demarcus Beasley. Yeah. Winning that ball back and that cross to Dempsey that he just blasts into the goal. And God bless whoever put the video on YouTube. They have some dramatic string music behind it. And uh, I'd never cried at a sports highlight before. But every time he does that and starts dancing. Yeah, I actually want to clarify. I, I thought uh, I thought Jonah was asking me about this World Cup. I didn't know this. I had like <laughs> all World Cups to pull from here. So, yeah, I realize now in context my answer seems terrible. But uh, no, no, the real answer for me was probably... 2002 against Portugal, where uh, the United States won the game three to two. Um, that was an absolutely uh, amazing moment. I'll go way back to uh, own goal against Colombia when United States won. Obviously, that led to a murder, so it's hard to celebrate. <laughs> but that was fucking fantastic. Um, and then Baggio skying his penalty kick. I always remember that um, in the final. Fucking one of the craziest games was uh, the Suarez handball where he blocks a goal with his hand against Ghana. Then Asamoah Gian, I think, took the penalty kick and missed it. Isn't that, That's kind of where the the immense Suarez hatred really uh, cemented itself. Because he hit, that was pre, he had another, you know, his bite was later on in that one, which was probably the smartest red card I've ever seen. Because that was a definite goal that he stopped, and then they ended up winning it later on. So, shout out to Suarez. You're a real piece of shit. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it pays off. Nick, final thoughts on the World Cup. Do you like it? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Landon Donovan sent out a tweet basically saying, Mexico is my second team. You know, support Mexico. Zach, did you see that tweet? Thoughts? Mexico? Where do you yeah, stand? I saw the tweet and I saw his commercial. Um, Mexico, they probably are my second team. I would love for them to win this World Cup. What? Um, yeah, I mean, I dislike them when we play against them, but yeah, I'm. I was really happy with their win today. Also, I thought Boca Negra he embarrassed himself with his. It's like chill the fuck out. And uh, the worst, Hercules Gomez tweeted at Landon Donovan. Also, it was like you're a fucking nobody. You're he's the worst person on TV in the history of television. I think is Hercules Gomez. Um, Ali Moreno's like, hey man, yeah. How can we both be? No, um, I would take Ali Moreno over Hercules <laughs> Gomez, and this guy is an idiot. And you can tell, like, even like the other clowns I have on ESPN FC, you can tell they think Hercules is a dumbass. Um, He's always trying to hot take it, get some spicy takes. Yeah, it's like I get it. They're our main rival, and <clears throat> I think it's Kobe Jones. <clears throat> Kobe Jones is saying like, oh well, you know, Liverpool would never support United, Barcelona would never support Real Madrid. And like, no, I don't, I don't care. It's different. Yeah, no, I agree. It is different. Don't mean to cut you off, Zach. Um, yeah, no, I mean, see, Europe and, like, South America have storied histories of soccer. Like, we're, we are kind of like an emerging area as far as I'm concerned in the world game. So we're kind of like 
underdogs in in a in you know in a way one way of looking at it so i I totally agree it's a different situation but i'm still rooting for the usa okay and if you're out there and you like the usa too (laughs) all right you're in my cave champ i need clinton dempsey's opinion and i know he doesn't have one (laughs) because he doesn't give a fuck about this shit but uh he's more interested in fucking drake and push a tee than he is about yeah there was USA, a Mexico. apparently there was an article about the breakdown and what happened of us not qualifying and at one point michael bradley tried to get dempsey to do something about klinsman and have like a talk with the higher-ups about it and dempsey was like nah <laughs> he's like i'm good i just play soccer he's like i wouldn't have done this to your dad and voice crack wouldn't have done this to your dad and i'm not gonna do it to him either so you know he's just laying in the cut so um go ahead nick go on the record who's your pick not for not for your heart for your head i'll get to that but i want to point out that (laughs) alexi lalas before the mexico germany game said that mexico needed to have an american like take no crap attitude to beat germany today i thought that was kind of like crowbarring in america for no reason whatsoever he just wanted to make a comment about that. He was kind of on the route for Mexico train, too. So you should be boys with him. Who's your pick to win it? I'm going to go with uh, Spain. Going off what I've seen so far, they just look so far above and beyond. Them and Portugal look so far above and beyond everyone else. Um, I do think Germany's going to bounce back. And, uh, yeah, but I, I still think at the end of the day it's just going to be gonna be uh, Spain. Zach? I'm going to go. <clears throat> I'm going to go with France, which is not going out on a limb. I think there are a lot of people's picks, but yeah, I like them a lot. I was texting you guys today. The Brazilian team is stacked, but they I don't see them winning it for sure. Um, so I'm going to go with France. I think I picked Spain in some um, online thing I made, so I'll stick with Spain. Why not? Uh, for chance, I don't have anything. Nick, do you have anything from the Far East you want to share? That doesn't mean an Asian chant. That means from where you're living. Um, I do, but it really doesn't sound good over the phone, so I'll just wait. <laughs> Was it from Les Mis? Or was it from Renters? What was it? Bingo. Uh, I wanted to say. Uh, Final thoughts from Zach. Go ahead. <laughs> there was uh, people on Reddit. No offense to you guys. It's not really that bad. But saying like, oh, seeing uh, seeing Ledesma have his kids out there really shows you what, what kind of a great person he is. Like, <laughs> it's like, I do think Ledesma is probably a good person. But just having kids doesn't mean <laughs> that you're not a piece of shit. Um, Anyone can do it. And uh, I think we're all proof of that. Nick? Your final thoughts, great dad. Um, yeah, well, contrary to what Zach believes, I think that was definitely a shot from Ledesma. It wasn't a cross. <laughs> Sticking with Nazmi's being a cross. Oh, and Louisville, you effing losers. Jovela, Jovela. We're up 3-1 in the second half to Penn FC. Fucking blew it. I saw players slip sliding all over your fucking shit field. Both teams almost cost a few of from each side a goal because goalies were just falling up falling up yep falling up falling down falling side to side and um it was a great thing to see so they're dropping points when they definitely shouldn't have uh tommy heineman nowhere to be seen did brad Brad brewson play play this this week week? you're gonna have to look it up yourself didn't have the time but regardless he's still a bitch um so yeah we're still in first place you know they got some game in hand but uh they're not doing anything with them okay and they're about to play about 12 games in five days so I like where we stand. First place forever. Orlando City fired their coach. They have history with Louisville. They're going to hire O'Connor. Louisville's going in the trash. Their new stadium's going to fall apart. Rise together. Wait, go ahead, Zach. Sorry. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Happy Father's Day! Rise together. Yeah.